Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we're back with our third draft preview podcast. Player profile. <laughs> I know. There's a, I call it something different every single time. But uh, Today we are here to talk about Justin Fields. Will Justin Fields make it to us? We'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it. Um, but he is one of those guys that could, if he falls, make it to the Panthers. So we'll, we're going to be talking about him today. I've seen a couple mocks where the Panthers are selecting him or okay. he's selected around us. So I that's our criteria. I gave it an okay to. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much our criteria. If we see him in more than one mock, then I think we're good to, to discuss. Um, or, you know, if they're around us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so either way, we're going to talk about Justin Fields. Uh, we're going to hit some news, things like that. Um, but first, Jerry, how was uh, how yeah, you been since the last podcast, man? I've been doing well, uh, working a lot. You know, work's been kicking my butt. And, you know, then I have a soon-to-be one-year-old because this week she turns one. Ah, congratulations. Thank you. Super Bowl baby from last Super year. Super Bowl baby, that's right. <laughs> so I don't remember last year's Super Bowl because of that, because I was so sleep-deprived when, you know, when it was on. Yeah, well... Uh, the Chiefs won last year. I, I remember Just to let that. You know. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't name your baby girl Patrick. No, I did not. That's a missed opportunity for you. I guess <laughs> I no, four. no, uh, no birthday party. No, uh, the grandparents will be here, and everybody else will be on Zoom. There you go. It's just there you go. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, same with me, you know. Uh, just kind of dealing with the kids, working. Blah, blah, blah. No fun. Uh, but <laughs> lots going on in the NFL. So we're going to kick it off here with some NFL news. Jerry, take it away. Well, speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, they are back in the Super Bowl. This time they will be facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. First time ever a team actually gets a home game, technically. Uh, yeah, we've or not heard technically. that as ad nauseum for the last few days. Yeah, uh, so you you picked the Chiefs and I picked mm-hmm. the Bucks to make it. Uh, so we each got one one correct pick here. Um, real quick, your thoughts? I mean, I think probably Kansas City. I, I'm gonna probably pick Kansas City. We'll discuss it next week, but hey, it's gonna be a fun game. Yeah, I ha- like yeah. you got Tom Brady and that offense over there. Then you got Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and that offense over there. It's going to be a nice, fun game. Honestly, last week when it was, you know, those last four teams, I was like, I would not hate any of these matchups. I would be entertained with any of them. I I think the NFL, we got lucky this year as NFL fans because any of those matchups would have been great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, mean, you know, you either got Mahomes winning his second and kind of continuing his – March towards potentially the best quarterback of all time. And then you've got the best quarterback of all time currently on the other side who could get seven and, and do, be and a swan song, be even further along and, and add to his legacy. I heard somebody say the other day that you could take Tom Brady's career, cut it in half and you would have two hall of fame careers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which is 100% true. So. I, I read something that he he has been in one out of five Super Bowls of all time. Of all time. Ever, of all time. So every Super Pretty Bowl. Pretty close, yeah. He would have been this in a Super tenth. Bowl. Man, so, that's wild. 
That's wild. That's going to be fun. All right. Now, let's get back. Moving on. Quarterback Matt Stafford and the Detroit Lions have mutually agreed to part ways, ensuring that the Detroit Lions will most likely pick a quarterback one spot ahead of the Panthers at pick number seven. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Not good news if we're hoping to get a quarterback. Yeah, it's... uh. It's interesting. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about should the Panthers go after Stafford. Um, no, <laughs> I would agree. I mean, I agree. Stafford's gonna be 33 years old, like next week, I think, or the week mm-hmm. after. Um, he's still a very good quarterback, and I think whoever signs him will get a good quarterback for the next several years. But he's not. He, He's not. He's, gonna, he's not our quarterback, right? I mean, he's he's, he's thirty three. He's got yeah. two years left on his contract. Right. He's above average, but I never thought he was a superstar. I mean, right. I, and I and he hasn't two, had a lot tier two or three, more like three. Yeah. In the NFL, he hasn't had a lot of help with mm-hmm. that organization. They haven't no. put a lot of pieces around him. Um, but you know. When I look at what like Cam did with the pieces around him, which were often subpar, versus mm-hmm. what Stafford did with the pieces around him, which were often subpar, you know, Cam made those guys better. I don't feel like Stafford did that. Um, so I, I wouldn't want him either. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to trade a first round pick for him. Yeah, supposedly that's what the Lions are expecting to get from him. Yeah. No. In my opinion, I would not do it. I could see maybe a team like Washington going for him since they just won the division. They're back there. Mm-hmm. They need a quarterback. If they're not happy with Alex Smith, because Alex Smith did look halfway decent this year. There's a lot of teams. I mean, the Patriots, mm-hmm. Washington, uh, the 49ers would be, I think, a perfect spot for him. You give up on, Gar- on Garoppolo. If they're giving up on Garoppolo. Yeah, which, you know, they probably should. Um, so I think there's several the Colts. I mean, the Colts now don't have a quarterback. So yeah, it's uh, it's possible that he's he's got a lot of options here. And uh, but you know, again, this is a guy that at, probably next year you're gonna have to give him a contract extension because <clears throat> rarely do they go into their final year of a contract without an extension. So you're looking at extending him thirty to thirty five million dollars a year probably because that's what he is. If you're getting a first round pick for him, you're valuing of that. Um, and with drafting a rookie quarterback, you've got four or five years before you have to do that. So, yep. um, is he better than Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not questioning that. Yeah. I, I just don't think he fits into what this team is currently about. I agree. This team is two, three years away from competing for a yeah. Super Bowl. We're not, you know, we're not there right now. This is a move if. Teddy Bridgewater was the only thing holding this team back. And right. unfortunately, he's not. Right. I, I I mean, if you swap Stafford for, for Bridgewater this year, what do you think? Three more wins, maybe? Yeah, something like Still that. Still puts us at 80 and 8. You know, we're not a Super Bowl team at that point. So Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Florida quarterback Kyle Trask has opted out of the Senior Bowl due to an ankle injury. The only reason why I'm bringing this up in some NFL news is 
he is a quarterback that I was hoping that Matt Rule and staff down in, at the Senior Bowl would actually be able to get to see, actually coach. You know, maybe he would be a second or third round option for this team at quarterback since if none of the other guys fall to him. Yeah, because, you know, we, we're talking about all these quarterbacks at eight. Um, but there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks that go in the second, third, and fourth round mm-hmm. that have a potential of, you know, they just need time. They need, they have some things they have to work on, some major flaws that they need to fix. And Kyle Trask is one of those that, you know, he's not a first-round talent. He may be towards the end of the first round. Um, yeah. But he's a guy that could be there in the second, early in the second round. So these are guys that, that at the senior bowl, the Panthers would have a leg up on having a look at. And yeah, Mac Jones you know, is Mac another Jones one. is another one who is definitely going to go in the first round. Um, I, see, I don't know, man. Are you, are you, I mean, sure every he, five yes. quarterbacks, five well, he would be the, in the first round. He, yeah, I think there could be five quarterbacks within the first 15 picks. Cause I mean now, cause now you've got, Legitimately, you've got four te- five teams in the top eight who could draft a quarterback. Who have I, a, who, who all have very legitimate reasons to draft a quarterback. I think we're gonna have a draft bet when it gets a little bit closer. I mean, I don't think that, that that there's gonna be five quarterbacks drafted in the top ten, oh, but no. I think there will be at least five drafted in the first round. Hmm. I think this is that year. Hmm. I mean, I just I always see like Box always just go quarterback heavy, and it, it may not happen. Well, I think this is. I mean, you're seeing a lot of these older quarterbacks starting to move on, and that's yep. opening doors for teams that need to draft quarterbacks. And you've got a lot of teams in the first round here that need quarterbacks. So uh, we'll see, but that that'll be a fun conversation later on uh, when we make our bet. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to some Panther news. Former Carolina Panther great Greg Olson is hanging it up, retiring after 14 seasons. Congratulations. You're, Absolutely. You're going out on your own terms. Um, we love you here in Carolina. Wish you didn't go to the Sea Chickens last year. Wish you yeah. didn't hang it up last year. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately for Greg, his last several seasons, including this past season, were just mired in injury and yeah. Didn't really get to show what he's got left and, and maybe he didn't have much left and that's why. But uh he'll be in the booth. We'll be probably hear him a lot of Sundays wherever he goes. Um I hope the Panthers are able to assign him to like a one day contract to so he can retire as a Panther. Yeah. Um you know, if he gets into the Hall of Fame, he'll go in as a Panther. I I don't know that he's a Hall of Fame player. He's right on that edge. Yeah. Just, He's one of the great ones, but at the same time, you have Rob Gronkowski gonna go in. Yeah, you have uh, Travis Kelsey's over thirty, so he's probably gonna retire in three, four years. So he'll probably get in, and those guys are above him in everything. But Greg Olson was that consistently good player. Yeah, and a lot of media likes that, and he'll be in the media and in front of people. It'll help people remind remember him so yeah yeah it, he could he could get that media bump he, he is just never he was never the best tight end when no. he was playing but he and was always consistently the he was always three. very good he was the first one to get a thousand yards three seasons in a row which mm-hmm. kelsey has now surpassed um but 
yeah, I think uh, I think he is borderline, and, and he could get in kind of later on in his eligibility. So, but good, you know, congratulations to him and his family. We love him in the Charlotte area. Everything he does for the kids and everything yeah. he does for the community. So, uh, couldn't be happier for him. Now, the Carolina Panthers have hired Tony Sperano Jr. as assistant offensive line coach. Um, his father, famous. You know, coach for the Miami Dolphins back in the day. Um, not a bad hire. I mean, no. I don't know much about him. Obviously, we need some help at the offensive line, especially coaching him up. Hopefully, it works out. Yeah, and there will be all kinds of Sopranos memes that the Charlotte, uh, the Panthers social media staff tweets <laughs> out all the time. You know, so we'll, we'll get that, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Panthers announced defensive line coach Mike Fair will not return. This is kind of interesting that they're just not bringing him back. Obviously, there was a coaching mismatch here between him and Matt Rule. Matt Rule said he wasn't coaching the way he wanted him to coach. So, Yeah, um, that was a little surprising because I thought the defensive line sort of improved as mm-hmm. the year went on. And um, I... I yeah, I don't have much to say on that other than I wonder who's going to take his place. I'm hoping it's someone who who can really take a step up because, like you said, I thought that they improved throughout the season. Derek Brown especially. Yeah. Uh, Brian Burns. I mean, he was lightning in a bottle Burns there. Was great all year, yeah. I mean, Etor <clears throat> had a decent end of the season. Zach yeah, Etor, yeah e- Etor wasn't as uh, – impactful as i think we all hoped he was but he did get better as the season went on he, and of course yeah he, he dealt with some injuries yeah uh but i thought zach kerr as you said was great uh in in sort of substitute duty for kk so uh yeah interesting yeah now another little tidbit from that rule in an interview he said that a short elevator ride with a highly regarded prospect last year limited eliminated that prospect from being drafted by the Panthers last year. Yeah, it was at the Very combine, I think, right? Yeah, it was happened yeah. at the combine. I guess he got into an elevator with one of his prospects. Of course he didn't mention who it was. He's not gonna mm-hmm. sandbag anybody. I wonder but, if it was Isaiah Simmons. And that's why they didn't they didn't pick him. I mean, it, it says something to the way Matt Rule is picking his players that, you know, a short elevator ride, maybe maybe how that guy handled himself that, you know, this is not the guy that I want with my team. Yeah, what do you think it was? Like, I, was he, like, talking no talking loud on the phone and just being super disrespectful? Or well, did Matt try to engage him in conversation? The guy just blew him off? I mean. Maybe something like that. You never yeah. know. Yeah. I want to speculate on who it was. I think it was Isaiah Simmons. I'm, I'm calling it. I don't know anything about Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I don't know anything about Isaiah Simmons uh, personally, but I, I can't. I'm trying to think of the top picks around that last year. Yeah, well, there we was... know it wasn't Derek Brown. We know it wasn't Derek Brown, <laughs> who was an awesome guy. So maybe he just talked crap about Derek Brown. And Matt Rule was like, "No, I will not pick you." <laughs> Uh, let me see. I'm going back to the draft now because I really wanted to. Uh, Who maybe C.J. Henderson. You know, C.J. Henderson. And C.J. Henderson had a pretty good year. Yeah. Because uh, uh, that was somebody that uh, 
I think we had identified as a potential pick for the Panthers because you know we needed a a corner. Uh, oh, Javon Clay Kinlaw. Uh, okay, that was another guy that we mm-hmm. had con- had considered if Derek Brown wasn't available, right? Mm-hmm. Could have been, yeah, could have been him. Could have been, probably wasn't one of the quarterbacks, but I guess it could have been. Although they weren't really in the in the market quarterback for a quarterback market at that point. Yeah, could have been Kinlaw. Could have been, could have been any of these guys really. I mean, you know, he's just that high regard. It doesn't mean that it could have been a first rounder, you know, necessarily, but kind of leads you, you would to think that it was. It had been yeah. a first rounder or a guy that was a potential first rounder that they could have signed. Yeah, I don't know. You know, obviously Matt Rule will never tell, so he's too classy. We hope. I don't want him to get out there and start bad-mouthing players because then bat- players won't want to come here. Exactly. Yep. All right. I think we're going to take a quick break and be right back with the player profile of Justin Fields. A new year brings a new beginning. For all our listeners that own a business, I want to tell you about FedEx Office. If you are just starting or have been running your company for generations, FedEx Office gives you the best way to print marketing materials, posters, signage, graphics, and so much more. With FedEx Office, creating, editing, saving, and ordering are fast and easy. We are teaming up with FedEx and Podgo to bring our listeners 30% off of your next order of $100 or more at podgo.co slash FedEx. That's podgo.co slash FedEx for 30% off of your next order. FedEx the world on time and we are back and again we are going to talk about justin fields quarterback ohio state justin fields was the nation's number one player coming out of high school in 2018 in high school he was so highly touted he was featured on qb1 beyond the light season two which currently is on Netflix. It's a good watch, especially if you're very interested in Fields. You get to see him kind of behind the camera and kind of leading his team. Uh, with all this attention, he had multiple offers and took some bad advice and decided to go to Georgia. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, Georgia was coming off a season that ended in a national title loss with true freshman Jake Fromm as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he had the confidence to you know, go out there, think he could win the job, but I mean, he's starting from the eight ball. I mean, a true freshman led him to a national title. That coach is going to be very hard to pull that kid. So after losing the quarterback battle, he went ahead, followed out the year, and then transferred in the offseason to Ohio State. And from there, he started at Ohio State in 2019, led them to an undefeated season, but eventually lost to Clemson in the college football playoffs. In 2020, with a shortened season, Fields led Ohio State to another undefeated season and another college football playoff berth, but unfortunately lost to Alabama in the national championship game. But he did beat Clemson. (laughs) He did beat Clemson. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, About his, you know, going to Georgia, I mean, he should have beat out Jake Fromm, right? Like, Jake Fromm was is good in college, has done nothing in the NFL, obviously. But if you're that Georgia coach, do you wish that you would have 
kept fields and maybe put you know let him win that competition well i mean after that one national title georgia kind of struggled i mean struggled for a blue chip program i mean yeah i mean they know. they i don't think they made i don't think they made the college football playoff no, they last haven't. year or yeah okay so do <clears throat> i think he probably should have gone with justin fields yes but yeah. from his coaching perspective you got to think all this team rallied around jake from the last year i mean are yeah. you going to pull it out from under him? I mean, then that kind of puts this mindset in other players. Oh, am I just going to get yanked away from my spot too? Doing nothing does, wrong? Does it uh, talk about on that that Netflix show why he committed to Georgia? Do they go He's that far He's from into Kennesaw, it? Georgia, and you can kind of see that everyone around <clears throat> him was like, go dogs. So. Oh, okay, gotcha. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a good sized quarterback, 6'3", 228 pounds. Uh, we'll look at some of his stats here. We'll just do his Ohio State stats because even though he did get into twelve games at Georgia, uh, he didn't really. Uh, I mean, other than, I mean, three hundred passing yards, two hundred rushing yards, eight total touchdowns. Uh, but as far as duty, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he got in there as like a gadget player, uh, or when the dogs were up by a lot. So. 2019 Ohio State, uh, he has 67.2% completion percentage, 3,273 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, three interceptions. That ain't bad. Uh, No. 484 rushing rushing yards and 10 additional touchdowns. So 51 total touchdowns, three interceptions for 2019. Um 2020, you know, an abbreviated year, only played in eight games, 2,100 passing yards on the dot, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, an additional 383 rushing yards, five touchdowns, so 27 total touchdowns, six interceptions in 2020. Uh, again, he was he was hurt a little bit in 2020, mm-hmm. towards the end of the year, so some of those numbers may be impacted a little bit by that, but um, you know, we saw him in the um, national title game. National title game, the playoffs. I'm trying to remember if the Big Ten had a, a championship game this year. I don't. I don't remember if they did or if they. I don't think they did. I don't know. I mean, it, they, he played eight games, and that's with two playoff games. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So they, you know, Ohio State obviously played a weird schedule this year. So I, I don't know how much stock you can put in that. Uh, but you know, for his for the pros for Justin Fields. Obviously, he's accurate as all get out. I mean, he, he 70% completion percentage in 2020. Um, if you just watch him, I mean, he's putting the ball on the money every time. He can make every throw. He's got a super strong arm. He's mobile. You know, he gets out and runs around. He's not like a Lamar Jackson type where he oh, no. want he wants to get out and get a thousand yards rushing. Uh, but he can he can scramble and he's mobile in the pocket. Um, he is aggressive throwing the ball downfield and he's just got, he's got everything that you would want. Um, now Jerry, I do want to, Jerry, Jerry puts our notes together, uh, prior to the show here and, and you've got here, Jerry, as a pro, he throws receivers open and leaves receivers. And I, (laughs) and one of my cons I have, uh, often does not throw players open waits for them to make their break before delivering the ball. So I mean, I I 
<laughs> what I saw and what I kind of was reading, that's what they yeah. said, that he would throw the ball. I mean, it could be, you know, hit and miss sometimes. I mean, that's kind of going into his cons. Yeah. You know, he, he struggles with his field vision. And maybe it's, you know, getting to that second player, he does not throw him open. But when he is going to the first one, he does throw them open better. Yeah, and, and I think it's a lot like Trey Lance where you have such a, a high level of talent on your team and such a great level of coaching that you're scheming these guys open. They're almost open all the time anyway. Yeah. So, you know, he's able to to hit the first guy. You know, from what I saw, he, he does tend to uh, – he doesn't really throw the ball, I guess, before the player makes his break a lot of the time. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not throwing them open. So maybe what you've got here is is fine. Um, but he does wait to deliver the ball until the guy is out of his break and, and kind of ready for the ball. Which you see a lot of quarterbacks, they're throwing the ball before the guy even makes turn, even yeah. turns around. So Now, on his cons list, uh, he needs to work on going through his progressions. A lot of times he'll just focus in on one guy and kind of just, you know, one, if he's not there, he tries to run the ball. You know, mm-hmm. one or two, you know, that's it, go. Uh, he does need to work on his going through his progressions. Luckily, he is mobile that if that's his read, then that's it. He could still make positive plays out of that. Uh, better field vision. Uh, just kind of, I'm field vision. <laughs> you need yeah. to see the play better. Uh, I did read that he was struggled pre- a lot with team blitzes. When blitz him it got him confused he wasn't making those quick decisions and you know made mistakes throwing completions you know mm-hmm. take sacks um he is aggressive in throwing the ball downfield but can force the ball too much instead of checking it down and this is kind of going back to that needs to work on the progressions needs to be able to read the field a little bit better and know when to check it down and uh, same with cherry lance oh well more than Trey Lance, he had only two seasons, and one of those was an abbreviated season, starting. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I see a lot of similarities between him and Trey Lance. The main difference is Fields played with a lot better competition mm-hmm. and players around him than Trey Lance did. But both are mobile. Both have good arms. Both can chuck the ball down the field accurately. It's they need that little bit of time to work on reading the field better, going through progressions, and just you know, especially jumping to the NFL. Yeah, obviously, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, that's not really like a knock on either one of these guys. It's just they didn't have a ton of time in college. I mean, both of them really only had one full season starting. Mm -hmm. Fields did have. You know, maybe another season worth of, uh, you know, almost a full season in 2020, but nothing in 2017 or 2018, I guess. Um, so it's not a knock on these guys that were saying this. It's just that these are things that they need to work on, and young players often need to work on mm-hmm. going through their progressions and, you know, seeing the entire field, reading the defense, things like that. So um, I think this is going to be a common theme with a lot of these quarterbacks that we Absolutely. talk about. And a big thing here too is we're talking about they're all both gonna go in the first round. I have no doubts about that, to be honest with you. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. we're not knocking them hard at all. It's just you know these are some of the cons coming out of college 
that he'll have to work on in in the pros. Yeah, Ohio State fans, we like Justin Fields. I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we like Justin Fields a lot. <laughs> uh, now here's the really tough question, though. Will Justin Fields fall to the Panthers at eight? I've got here doubtful. Um, I've seen some mocks. You know, as we talked about earlier, I've seen some mocks where he does get to the Panthers, but a lot of those mocks that I saw were before the the Lions yeah. were going to get rid of Stafford. So I've seen some mocks recently since then that have Stafford actually, or I'm sorry, Fields actually going to the Lions ahead of the Panthers. So you know, could the Panthers trade up a couple of spots if Fields is there at like six uh, to jump ahead of the Lions and take him? Absolutely, they could, and I think yeah. they should. If that's the case, you know, because all you're going to really probably have to give up is maybe a second round or, uh, you know, yeah. to, to move up a couple of spots. And I, I agree. I 100% agree. If if there's a, a, if he's falling to six and you can move up for a second rounder and you're first, I, I would say go for it if you believe in him. Again, this yeah. is all if Matt Rule's coaching staff believes in Fields. You know, I personally think he would, but. Yeah, I, I mean, and there's, you know, Fields could easily go number two to the Jets. Easily. Uh, and there's a lot of people thinking that the Jets will you know, stick with Darnold. Um, but they've got a new head coach, and oftentimes a new head coach wants his own quarterback. And yeah. Fields is certainly worthy of going number two. You know, you've got number four, Atlanta. You've got number seven now, um Detroit. So, obviously, number one we know is, is Lawrence. But uh, so there's now four teams ahead of the Panthers that need quarterbacks. So, will he get to the Panthers at eight? I don't think he gets to eight. I'll say that. Could the Panthers get him? I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. I think they yeah. would probably need to jump up if he falls right. a little bit to like six. Right. Now, does he fit the current roster? Of course. Yeah. I mean, this would be awesome. I think he would be an excellent, excellent Panther. And a, a massive upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. I do too. I, Immediately. I think, <laughs> see, I, I think he may be good to sit behind Teddy Bridgewater for at least half a season. Oh, uh, I God, do no. think he is a little raw. But, I mean, again, if if he outshows him in camp, then he wins. And then yeah. you start him right away. I think he's got every bit of, uh, well, you could even say more, but physical attributes as far as throwing the ball that Teddy has. Probably more because he's he's got a better arm. Mm-hmm. He's way better. He's way more mobile than Teddy. Even though Teddy was surprisingly mobile this year, uh, he's way more mobile than that. Uh, and I, he I doesn't think, wear two gloves. Yeah, I think that if you get, <laughs> I mean, with Trey Lance, I'm fine with Trey Lance sitting for a year. Honestly, mm-hmm. with um, Mac Jones, I'd be fine with Mac Jones sitting for a year. Zach Wilson probably would be fine for him sitting for a while, but I think Lawrence and Fields would should be ready to go day one. Honestly, so I, I think yes, he fits the roster, and man, would I like to see it! I but would then, love to see it. What do you do with Bridgewater? Is he a twenty-one million dollar backup? No, but. I mean, you could always. It depends on the situation. If a team comes calling with a third round pick, 
you know. Oh man, do you think we could get a third round pick for Bridgewater? I I saw something that his cap hit to them would be only ten million. Not we're we're eating a oh, signing yeah. bonus. So I mean, well, so, I, mean I could see a like third the round Colts or mm-hmm. yeah. Or, or someone yeah. has an injured quarterback and they need a fill-in guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I, I'd gladly take a third-round pick for Teddy because I mean, you're basically only expecting him to be here one more year. So yeah, uh, I think we already covered. Would you be excited for this player to be drafted? <laughs> I think we both would be screaming yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Now. Dun, dun, dun. Anything else you want to talk about before our big board? Um, I mean, do you have any major reservations about Justin Fields? You know, in the NFL. In the NFL, no. I, I mean, I, I know would, we talked I'd about cons, with, but like we I both expect him to succeed. Rushing him out there and opposing defenses getting to him a lot and kind of shell shocking him—that would be yeah. kind of my fear. Because he does struggle with the blitzes, and if you know, you know these defensive coordinators know that, yeah. And then they can scheme up some very <clears throat> complex blitzes on him and confuse him, and he could get shelf shocked. That'd be that was why I would be kind of worried or willing to let Teddy Bridgewater start out there. Yeah, I, I maybe you're right. I, I you know. Mahomes was drafted around what the tenth spot, I think, and he sat mm-hmm. for a year behind Alex Smith when he was probably obviously more talented. So um, maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, and I've heard I, Patrick I think that, Mahomes say that Alex Smith taught him so much in that year yeah. that. Yeah, so. I think Panthers fans would be just apoplectic if. Teddy Bridgewater started the season. You had Justin Fields on the team. <laughs> I think oh yeah, would just be absolutely. This podcast would be going insane <laughs> as well. But are you kidding me? But at the same time, realistically, that's probably would be a smart choice. It probably would be. You know, for, for the long term health of the franchise and the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So where does he end up on our big board, Jerry? So right now, Micah Parsons, and these are just the guys we've talked about so far. So. Micah Parsons number one. Trey Lance is number two. Does Justin Fields bump Micah Parsons? I'm holding one? up my number one sign. He's right up there at number one for us, in my opinion. I agree. This he would be the most exciting player for me. Even though Micah Parsons, you know, obviously I'd be excited for him as well, but yeah, I'm putting Fields number one. I am too. I, I it's gonna be hard to t- get him off that top one, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's true. Although, you know, there's a, a couple guys coming up that we're going to talk about that I think could make a, could at least uh, maybe bump some of these other guys down the list a little bit. But, you know, in Justin Fields, is, it's such a, uh, it, it would take an interesting sequence of events for him to be even be on the team. So I think yeah. obviously he's going to be number one <laughs> because they'd <laughs> probably have to trade up to get him. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I don't know anybody off the top of my head, and we'll we'll soon see. We'll see how the big board falls out. Yeah, is I don't know. That'd be I would be ecstatic if we got Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he would wear number one. Ooh, because he wears one in college. Yeah, I would imagine so. Nobody's wearing it right now, and the Panthers haven't retired it or anything. So. Mm-mm. 
You know, eventually somebody else is going to wear it. Eventually. You- That's the thing, though, is I heard, some, I heard a lot of people talk about, you know, if he comes in, is the comparison automatically going to be Cam Newton? And if Probably. he's not, I, I hate if he's not Cam it. Newton, you know, because Cam Newton came out like gangbusters. You know, the first mm-hmm. 400 yards, his first two games passing. You know, if Justin Fields doesn't do that and doesn't, you know, have a successful first, you know, season or two, you know, is everyone just gonna he, is he gonna be compared so unfavorably to Cam? And if he's wearing number one, that even furthers yeah. that comparison. So, but maybe you want to be compared to Cam. Maybe you want that you want that pressure and that you know expectation on yourself. Yeah. So I mean, he's from Georgia. Cam grew up in Georgia. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think this is best case scenario for the Panthers is is being able to get him at eight would be the best, best, best case scenario. Oh, absolutely. You know, if he's there at eight and the Panthers don't draft him, then we riot. We riot. See, the, this is going back <laughs> to my point of with Lance. If they don't pick that player, then obviously this coaching staff doesn't believe in him. I guess, but I mean, how could you but not? I, I, you know, Fields is he's just so he's so obviously talented and and prepared and ready for the next level oh yeah he is definitely talented but then again if he falls to eight then you've got seven other teams and four that needed quarterbacks who also passed on him so yep what's the reason hopefully we get to find out because (laughs) i'd love to see him fall to eight (laughs) i'd love to see him in a panther uniform absolutely all right we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMakesPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMakesPodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Next week, we'll be taking a look at Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about him because tight end is definitely a position of need and uh, he seems to be one of those guys that could be a, a, a generational type tight end. So we'll talk about him next week. And until then, everybody, stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>